Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching Sex and the City and rom-coms and lots of other things. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin Doyle. I'm John Sieber. And today we are very excited to have a repeat guest with us, a comedian and incredibly good foosball player as well, uh, just fresh off tour. Uh, welcome back, Kelsey Cook. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Thanks so much for thank being you, here. Uh, thank you for doing this. We were just, before we started, John was talking about what we didn't know, that he had a lot of foosball knowledge with you as well, and you guys know a lot about foosball together yeah i mean like you you you're you were telling us that your parents met as competitive foosball players yeah so um my entire family and i are actually world champion foosball players so my parents met playing in a pro foosball tournament in the 80s and then had me and my brother and trained us when we were really young there are pictures of me playing when i'm like two years old standing on a stool so i'm like tall enough to see the top of the table and uh, yeah, like my my mom and brother have competed in France at the World Cup, and my mom's in the Hall of Fame. Whoa. It's, it's a really crazy. Whoa! Wow! That's insane. That's yeah. amazing. That crazy. I've seen <laughs> I've seen your show because you you have a, a show where you have like comedians that play foosball, right? Yeah, Wrist of Fury. It's uh, it's on YouTube. I think we have twenty five episodes, twenty three, twenty five episodes up. But yeah, really, um, really fun show. Are you a snake shot person? Realize the, wow, you're you're from royalty, foosball yeah. royalty. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron, foosball royalty, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Bud Light in the foosball community. It's not a very regal sport, but uh, but yeah, it's I do love it, and I feel grateful to have a hobby that I still enjoy so much. As I think in comedy, you can kind of get sucked into only focusing on that all the time. Yeah. I also feel I, like that's a hobby you could do for possibly your entire life, maybe. Absolutely. I mean, I think like, yeah, I mean, unless something happens to your wrist, but like, it's not one, it's not like skiing or something like that. Yeah. Have either of you ever been to a pro foosball tournament, Corey or Kevin? No. no. I, I, my, my extent with professional foosball is I had a roommate who was really into it and like trying to break the pro scene. So he would bring me to bars in Minnesota and I would just kind of like stand back and watch. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. I love niche sports like that where like people, you know, you, foosball for most people is just a bar game, and then you go meet professional foosball players who bring their own like who bring their own wraps and they're practicing their snake shots, and you're just like you're blown away by how good these people are at that given thing and it's it's so fun and just some absolute incredible names in the foosball community we were we were riffing on some of them earlier yeah i like how john is just like throwing out like terms about foosball now like rats and snake shots i mean kelsey knows what he's talking about yeah it's uh, my purse does at any given time have a foosball and a couple wraps in there just in case because it's like that was what was in my mom's purse. That's what's in mine now. It's just like yeah. this thing that I didn't even realize that was weird until I got older to carry that in your purse. Like the way people carry like get gum and shit. I have. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do. Just in case you stumble across the tornado table, you need to wrap it up. And you know, and do you, do you carry around the yeah. the like the, the the drops that like grease up or lube up the table Boost too? Boost loop. Gre- I don't Boost like loop. to carry foods. I don't like to carry food sleep with me because I feel like it always leaks and then it's just like gross in your purse. Yeah. But I have. Oh, this is awesome. It, it hurts my heart when I walk into a bar and I see a foosball table that just looks like a shelter animal. Like nobody has taken care of it. It's just in such poor shape. And I have been known to ask the people behind the counter, like, do you guys have like some Windex and paper towels or some olive oil that Aww. I can like help the rods a little bit? And I will. That's so good. I will fix a foosball table up a little bit. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Have you ever done the Carlton Banks like Fresh Prince thing? You know when um when Uncle Phil uh they get down like in pool a whole bunch and then Uncle Phil like plays like he's really bad and does double or nothing a few times. Then he gets the sticks out and he like and he's like a professional pool table. That was like my favorite Fresh Prince episode. <laughs> have you ever have you ever fooled people into stealing their money? So the that's what my hustle. entire tour yeah, that's what my entire tour is based on. It's called the Hustler Tour. So every what? Yeah, so every city that I go in, that's like what my special that I just shot is based on. So every city that I go to for comedy shows, I always look up in the area to see where there's a bar nearby the club that has a foosball table, and I will go afterward and like we just find drunk guys, and I will play the first game terribly and I'll like have I'll talk in the worst voice and just be like what direction should I be shooting like I have never played I don't know and then once money's on the table then I'll like get the foosball wrap out and, and- oh <laughs> my gosh Oh my I, gosh. I mean, that's like clear. that's a romantic I, comedy yeah. right there that is like that is yeah. the uh, that's Absolutely. so good yeah. Except like no guy wants that. to like fuck you after you do. I mean, you absolutely <laughs> decimate them and take their money. Like no guy's thrilled in that moment, but it is fun for me. There's a lot of subs out there that are just like, yeah, beat me so bad. Good- wait, so wait, this is a great transition because so your parents met, but like, are there any details that are like, like, did they just meet playing or did they? Was it in a tournament? I mean, I try not. To, I don't want to know if I was like conceived on a foosball table or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the know. most uncomfortable conception. Too, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that'd be terrible. Um, but I mean, they're not together anymore. I don't know that many details of like the very, very beginning. But you know, we've learned that foosball is not something that you can build a marriage on. Apparently, 
Make a comedian. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, um, when's your When's your special come out? It's coming out in the fall. Um, we're not sure oh, where sweet. it's going out yet, but okay. yeah, it's in the process of getting edited, and I'm excited. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. You just finished recording, right? Yes, I just shot it in Denver um, about a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, um, last time you were on, we had on the entire Self Helpless podcast. It was mm-hmm. six of us, mm-hmm. and we deduced. Uh, we didn't deduce. You told us you were the biggest Sex in the City fan of the of the gals. Yes. So let's get your your thought. Like, let's start with your with the series, the original one, and then we can talk about the new new one too. Sure. Yeah. You've seen the new one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. What's What's your relationship to Sex in the City? And do you still? How do you feel about it now? You still still go back to it? Yes. When was I, the first time you saw it? I love it. Um, I think the first time I watched it was in high school. Yeah, I might have been in high school or early college, but I was home for the summer and ended up binging it with my mom. Which you know, I am very close with my mom. Have a very best friend relationship, but. You start watching, you're like, oh, I'm about to watch, like, white porn with my mom for the summer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into, and then it's kind of, like, too late. And we're like, okay, well, we're going to see Samantha's tits about 87 times, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I started watching it then, and it just, I think, like, for so many people, became one of those shows that you kind of go back to maybe annually every couple years but i i do really like to watch the whole series at least every couple years yeah we when we started the podcast we had never seen it at all now we're we're making it through the second time we're almost done with our second watch and i was like and it totally makes sense that i'm like oh man i'm i know no matter what happens after the second watch in like 10 years or something i could imagine being like I, re- I want to remember that time when I did this podcast with, mm-hmm. with the guys. Yeah. Like, I, it's already, like, so connected into, like, my life, even after I heard so many people talk about that experience. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's a strange phenomenon, too. I don't know if you guys, you probably have experienced this because it's only your second time watching. But even as many times mm-hmm. as I've watched it, there are so many scenes and even whole episodes where I'm like, I don't even remember this. Like, it's mm-hmm. always fun to go back and watch because I still feel like there are times where it feels brand new to you. Do you have, uh, since you are the like foremost Sex in the City expert from our last episode we did with you, do you have a favorite season that you can point to? Because I feel like we we know, I think it's like season three when we feel like it really starts to like crank up. Yeah. For, at least I feel like. But do you have a favorite season? Um, Whatever season Aiden is most prevalent in, uh that might be four or five i i, I three I think, I think three into four right oh, okay yeah i think it's yeah three i think four. it's four is when he okay. gets really yeah, yeah, yeah. i love yeah. the aiden time i mean we all just so many of us love aiden and i also really love the last season though too Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? When she walks into the um, the store in Paris and slips and falls and her shit goes everywhere, I laugh <laughs> like a fucking maniac every time. There's something about that fall that is so funny to me. And I just, I, for that reason, I might have to say that the last season is my favorite. 
That's awesome. Can you <laughs> imagine you like... if she did that and just foos wraps and foos lube are coming out of her <laughs> yeah. purse when she falls down? That's what she slipped on. She slipped on some foos lube. That's spilled. She slipped on some foos lube. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you like Aiden as a boyfriend for Carrie and Petrovsky as a boyfriend for Carrie? Or do you just like the dynamics that exist between the two of them as... Did you see what just happened in my body when you said Petrovsky? I like hate. <laughs> I like became a gargoyle. I I hate him so much. I like I I thought their interactions in the very beginning were pretty fun and flirty, and mm-hmm. he would call and do the whole like yeah. like oh comedian or whatever he would say. Those things were kind of fun, and then you know what I hate? I don't like when guys are pushy. And how he would mm. just be like, oh, try it. You'll like it. Just, it was always mm-hmm. this like very pushy way about him. And I, that just drove me crazy. But I did really like Aiden yeah. for Okay. He so was you- a, he was go. a good foil for her because, because I feel like that, uh, that type of guy is like pretty, especially like who's an artist who kind of just wants like, a pretty very interesting girl, but then also is like, no, but I just want you to like all of my stuff and do all my things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, f- I feel like, uh, as much as I didn't like him as a, as, uh, as a boyfriend for her, I was like, Oh, this is such a great character. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've seen these guys before yeah, all the time. That, like one, an interesting girl, the first like three months. And then they want to be like, actually just shut up and come to my <laughs> art <laughs> opening or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like how submissive her character seemed in that relationship because I don't think yeah, she's a submissive yeah. character mm-hmm. and she became very small. I think that age gap too, there was like kind of a weird power dynamic with it. I just, there's something about it that didn't feel right to me. So what do you, do you, what are your favorite qualities about Aiden and your least favorite? Because he's a pretty, there's a lot of people that, despise Aiden yeah but I feel like now yeah why do people despise Aiden well some people say he's controlling about the cigarette thing and how he's a little needy yeah I Um, think that I think that he the cigarette thing I think people think is controlling and then also there's like the I think that people just think they have some people have an attraction to big where they just think big is like take charge and Aiden is kind of weirdly like passive aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. There's a lot the of people, people who think like the a, story a lot of people also just, well, I'm my point is really quickly is a lot of people just don't like that. He wasn't very creative in how he named his business furniture store. <laughs> and they're like, really, you know, and they hold that against him in every other aspect of his life. There's a lot of people who just think the story story is about Carrie and Big, and it's just any deviation from that is something that people find to be off-putting. I don't know. Even with how big of a dick Big is in the beginning, you think there's a lot of people that are still absolutely... Well, I mean, I know that people are team Big. You hear about it all the time, but that's funny that people hate Aiden for that reason. Yeah, well... I've, I've, I feel like we've found it fascinating because I feel like if I had no fanhood of the show, just watch it on my own, I'd be like, oh yeah, Aiden's clearly a good guy and this other guy's kind of a douche, but that might be just how, 
I think I would feel about those people in real life or whatever. But then anytime I'd throw a post on Instagram, like criticizing one or the other of them, it's, it would be like 50, 50 people being like, just like such intense hatred towards big or intense hatred towards Aiden. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah, especially among older women, people love big. And even there was with his like Chris notes, like recent, you know, uh, trouble he got in. There was like some posts about that, that women were just like in our Instagram. I was like, I can't post about this guy anymore because people would be like, these women are lying. It'd be like other older women that are big fans that are like, don't trust. Like, and I was like, geez, I was like, I, I'm, I'm posting about the gals for now on. I can't get into this, but yeah. the like very intense fanhoods of both, both of them, depending on who they're attracted to. There might be like yeah, some sort of age situation going on too, because I, I feel like yeah. when that show came out and people who were the similar age as Carrie, uh, in the nineties had some sort of different attraction to big than our generation. Right. You know, my, my wife, for instance, is a huge Aiden fan and gets like very turned off by the idea of big, but we've talked to people who are a little bit older who were like, yeah, that's what we wanted when we were 20 and 30 something year olds in the nineties. That's the man that was attract attractive to us. Was the it's big weird. type? I think that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The big yeah. Type. yeah. It's like it was an archetype then to have a like a big boxy suit guy who called all the shots, but you didn't see all the things that were possibly uh, toxic or just bad about that. You know, it was just like this guy knows what he wants. He's got a lot of money. He has a driver. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because if you look like Skipper is, I mean, obviously like total beta male. <laughs> yeah. But this is before <laughs> beta male. Yeah. It's before beta male was like cool. Like, you right. know, you see so much on so much through movies and even TV now where it's like beta male is romanticized right. and it's shown. It's like, it's not even really beta. It's a, just a different strength, you know? Yeah. I wonder, I don't know that there was a character like this, maybe burger, but I don't know. That was more of a hybrid of big and Aiden because I feel mm. like they both obviously had qualities that Carrie was drawn to, but they were such clearly different types of men and kind of on different ends of, I think the spectrum of masculine, like stereotypical masculinity where big was like a little more would like play harder to get was not as affectionate with his words. And so if people aren't into Aiden, I think Aiden was much, much warmer and showed affection more easily. And now that I think about it, I don't, I've never asked myself what Carrie's love language is, mm. but mm. clearly she was looking more for the way that big showed affection. And she's yes. not, I don't think she's prickly, but she's not like Aiden was much more words of affection and like physical touch and more of a warm person. And she was a little, I think liked the guys that played harder to get. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about that just in general. Like what other sex in the city people could you, could you describe their love languages? Like Samantha, probably physical touch. <laughs> Samantha dildos. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. There's the six one dildos. Uh, let me think. Miranda. I feel like Miranda was acts of service. 
because she was so busy that she really appreciated somebody who would like, she could come home and shit would be done. I'm very anti acts of service or get Chinese food delivered. That's a, that's an act of service. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin, why are you saying that you don't like doing acts of service or you don't care about receiving them? Um, I, I don't relate at all. I, I mean, I make it a bit to like make fun of people that like acts of service, but I respect if that's how you feel and receive love. Um, but I, I am like, I just, such an, it's such an interesting, nobody done the dishes there for like a century. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I I am like I'll do my thing, you do your thing. Let's get our stuff done so that we can spend time together. And it, I I that's probably speaking as somebody with a lot of free time. Like maybe once you're like, maybe once you're married or very busy. That like what you just said about um Miranda makes sense. That it's like she's very busy. So if she comes home and the dishes are done, that would be an a beautiful act of love. That is like wow, that makes me feel. So loved. I'm just very, I like quality time mm-hmm. with, with people. And I don't think I smother people at all. But when you mentioned that thing about Aiden, I was like, oh, that's interesting. If somebody doesn't, doesn't love quality time, their main thing. Yeah. Then, then, uh, then I could see how that'd be like, so that's my main thing is quality time and acts of service. I just like, I'll do my own dishes. Thank you. Yeah. That's how I feel. Do you so wait, you don't want them done for you and you don't and you don't care about doing it for someone else. Like that's no, I, not your... I mean I need to get down to the bottom of this, but even the thought of somebody doing those dishes for me in the back of my head, I'd be like, Oh, when's when's this gonna be hung over my head? Oh, there, are, there are some wow. things to unpack there. I mean that's not a typical, that's not a typical response. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And you're like, this fucking bullshit. <laughs> nightmare. How dare oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Literally, as it came out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on your that page for the next Great. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's okay, Charlotte's so you, love language? You covered. Yeah, what's Charlotte? I was just thinking, okay. I feel like Charlotte's a gift scout. Mm. yeah yeah you know she's she's kind of more of that like i don't know i she's just so prim and proper and i think anytime somebody would get her a gift in the show it seemed like that was uh a, a mm. thing for her totally yeah and didn't she I feel like for her too they would, it's like okay oh, john i'm sorry i need to say i'm on a i think i'm on a delay and i keep talking over everyone so if, if you're listening and don't think I'm an asshole, but um, isn't isn't Charlotte? Doesn't she always show up like to parties with like a really nice basket and a wedding gift? Like she she gives gifts too to show her show her love. Yeah, I think Charlotte more than any character valued being courted, and I think yeah. there is an aspect of courting that can I mean, doesn't have to, but you know, I think in the show it seemed to involve a lot of gifts. Doesn't she in season one when they go out of the city to go to that baby shower for uh, I was just thinking La- that Lainey, she brings that like giant gift basket. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She seems like a gifts person and like a specific kind of gifts person. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Well, that's what. Oh, go ahead. That's that's where gift giving can be super special when somebody like 
gives you something that you are like, whole, you paid attention to this like very specific thing. And that's where I feel like uh, Charlotte probably feels, I don't know, if she gets the right gift that shows like these like deep yearnings for the things that she feels and wants. And um, yeah, that I feel like uh, that's that's her thing. And the the thought of the baby shower, I forget, does anybody not bring anything or do they have a discussion about it? I think Am Samantha I brings booze, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah, so. Samantha brings booze, yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like you you bring in a pregnant woman boo- booze, basically. Oh, that's yeah. right. But then, Lainey, but then Lainey just like wants to go wild. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite what, uh, episode? What do you think Mr. Biggs' love languages are? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, John. No, there's, there's a delay again. I'm just gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna John, mostly shut again. up and just smile and nod. <laughs> no, John. I we need you. Should, we need you to just mow over things, John. You just need to like channel that like '90s Mr. Big energy and just move through. Make your presence back to known. foosball. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, sorry, Corey. Um, what were you saying? I would say, well, we'll do mine and then John's. Okay. First question, what's Mr. Biggs? Uh, what's Mr. Biggs' love language? Oh, like for how he wants to receive it, you think? Sure, yeah. He gives love by just calling girls toots. Yeah. That's his yeah. main... Yeah. yeah. His love language is catcalling. <laughs> I'm trying to think when he, when he gets left by Natasha, Natalia, Natasha... He and he's like lamenting with Aiden. He's pretty vulnerable about like what he wants and who he is in that sees that like arc of the series. Like, is there any clues there? That's a good point. I, I think sometimes my brain just goes to the season one version of him or season two, where I just picture that what he wants is like steak and a blowjob, like just Mm -hmm. that again, kind of stereotypical guy. That's how mm. I picture his fate, mm. like, or a cigar, a box of like nice cigars mm. or something seems like his love language. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's, oh, maybe acts of service, but I don't know. He didn't seem to be a big words of affirmation guy. And then you get to like the movie though. And because he didn't know how to say his own words and he was just copying other people's words. So mm. I don't know. He's a he's a mystery, that man. Yeah. I think if you gave him words of affirmation, he would just be like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like that was all he Correct. would say. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yes. I am rich. Yeah. Uh John's question was, what should you have a favorite episode? Yeah. It's a great question. I don't know. I love so many of them and it has been a second since I've watched all the way through again. And so I might be able to give you a better answer if I had like just recently watched, but I do. I love some of the burger episodes. I thought burger was really fun. That was such a disappointing end to that character. I couldn't believe he should mm-hmm. the bed like that. Yeah. I do like the burger episodes. I like when Carrie runs into Aiden and he's got a baby. I think that's a fun episode mm-hmm. or, um, but any of the ones with Robert are mm. oh my god very fun. I think too. He was Robert such a great Leeds. character. 
Robert oh, Reese. Yeah, Robert Lee. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, we Robert was the hottest guy on the show. Oh, for sure. Barn on, yeah. I do have a favorite episode. I just remembered. It is um, the one where she's learning how to fly on the trapeze and oh, yeah. she goes to the wedding and like Brian Callen's character is just like nonstop and that that whole episode to me has so many laugh out loud moments. It's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That episode, doesn't it end with an Alanis Morissette song? No, or what Michelle is it? Branch. Branch. Michelle Branch. Breathe. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got a branch head. A branch head She here. nails the trapeze yeah, move, right? She does her trapeze move. Uh-huh. And they're all in the pool. Yeah. 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 Stanford up there yeah. at the pool too? Like Chanaron? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a top one for sure. We'll um we'll get to we'll talk about the new series, but before we do that, do you what we've been doing? We we were like so uh didn't know what to do because we watched Sex in the City and then we finished in just like that, and we've been watching rom coms lately. Not just rom coms. We've been watching other. We've been watching movies with romantic themes, like um. Uh, so not just like the proposal, you know, but do you have any favorite romantic or like love type movies? We've watched You've Got Mail. We've watched Pretty Woman, but we've also watched like Crazy Stupid Love and 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Do you have any mm-hmm. favorite um, Clueless. like movies in Clueless? Yeah. Nice. My probably top three favorite rom-coms are Love and Basketball. Uh, nice. A lot Ooh. like love. Oh, I've got a couple more. Fever yeah, pitch and guess who? Wait, what was Wait. the last one? Uh, guess who? With Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac. Wow, I've never heard so of that movie. Good. It's so good. This is four. Yeah, that like love is four names. Amanda that are Pete. Not- yeah. I love Amanda Pete. I fucking love Amanda she's, Pete. Oh, what a, she's a yeah. babe. Yeah, two Ashton Kutcher ones in my top four, I just realized. But um, yeah. God, a lot like love is so good. I love any story like that where it's like they're together and then something they like can't quite make it work then. And then two years later, they randomly run into each other and it's just this whole thing. I, I love that. Oh, man. I've never even heard of that movie. A lot like love? No. <gasps> I shouldn't have even said that. I said that assuming that you guys have seen it, but whatever it's no we, I, we, that's we need great. to watch it now you have wow it is oh i like wish i could watch it with you guys because it's so it's so good Let's do it. you guys will love it it's also we, got it's got katherine hahn in it and um uh cal penn it's like i feel like that it came out in 2005 i'm seeing like that's like this era of yes they don't they don't make movies like that anymore now. Like they were just churning out movies like that then. Yes. I get goosebumps even thinking about that movie. The soundtrack is incredible. Um, oh my gosh. We got to watch this. But yeah, Fever Pitch, A Lot Like Love and Guess Who all came out around that time. So those are all like high school favorites for me. That Fe- Fever Pitch is the Jimmy Fallon movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. J- Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah? Is she in it? Drew Barrymore. No, you're thinking of Taxi. It's oh, okay. him and, yeah. yeah, him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, the Red About Sox. the Red Sox, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man, those are great to add to our list. Yeah. We w- that's we great. would definitely have we would definitely love to uh we'll have you back and watch watch a lot like love. <gasps> great. Yeah, totally. I haven't seen it in so long. It's one of those ones where I like I don't like to spoil it. It's like I want to you know, I never want to burn it out and I'm I'm definitely due to watch it again. 
Yeah. Um, guess who is it? Uh, just from the cover of it, when I'm looking at it, it looks like Bernie Mac is the dad mm-hmm. and Ashton Kutcher is the boyfriend or fiance. Mm-hmm. And he's getting introduced to it. Zo- is Zoe Saldana the, yes. the girlfriend? Okay. And I believe so Ashton Kutcher's getting movie, introduced. By the way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Do they play the game? It almost looks like a reverse guess who's coming to dinner, like with Sidney Poitier, where Sidney Poitier is like the the black love interest coming to an all white family. This looks like Ashton Kutcher is like the white guy coming to an all black family. Yeah, it's the flip of it. It's the flip of it. And I mean, I gotta say, if you're gonna if you're gonna stack up an actor against Sidney Poitier, it's gotta be Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. That looks awesome. I Bernie Mac, I bet's hilarious in that. He's so good. There, there's some parts of it that like are kind of corny. It's not the greatest, you know, acting of all time. But Bernie Mac is so good, and there's so many other actors that do a perfect job, and that's a great soundtrack too. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, what did you What did you think of getting into uh, and just like that. It's not Sex in the City. It's a new chapter. Boy, it sure yeah. is not. And just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let's give the overview and then we'll get into some specifics. Um, it was pulling teeth for me to finish it, but I had to, I knew that I couldn't not finish it but i was texting one of my best friends who's also a big sex in the city fan i like i was like screaming in text after the first two episodes just like this is so bad i can't fucking watch like my skin is crawling it just it just was not good and then it did it did get better toward the end Mm -hmm. Those first few were just turds. They were so hard to watch. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, before before it was even announced, we were we would would talk. We'd be like, if they did it now, it'd be so difficult. Blah, blah blah. And and then when the anticipation of for it to come out, I was like, man, there really hasn't. There's lots of reboots all the time. There was a reboot of fucking the Paul Reiser Helen Hunt show what was that oh, mad about you uh matt mad about, about yeah, you. it's like yeah. there's there's been so many reboots that it's like yeah come out with a like no one has an opinion on it. it's just like this is probably the highest most anticipated type reboot i think of almost any reboot um and it it was it was pretty jarring to watch those first those first few were just were such like whiplash of like man i don't know how you do this right but but it was rough. I mean, I'm thankful. I think like later in the series, like you said, it, it, it did get better. And, um, there were certainly some really good episodes and moments throughout the whole thing, but, but yeah, there was some whiplash. I still feel chafed by that. It was just visual rug burn trying to (laughs) transition my mind from how things were in sex and the city to how it, it just, it, it wasn't, I'm not even talking about like visually that they had aged. It, it wasn't any judgment on that. It was like the acting, wh- what happened? 
it was so do you mm. know what i mean did you guys feel that same way too where you're like this does not feel even remotely like the same acting from these people the, there felt like some stilted like rhythms of of the like the scenes and the act like it was almost because it, it didn't feel like it was just the acting it was almost like between the cameras being like different and the camera movements were different and the acting felt different. So it was just all the stuff that I was like, it almost feels like, like sex in the city AI for a second. Like that was like, yeah. uh, I was like, this is not totally right. And I, I don't know. I don't think that was just that Samantha wasn't there, but it was like, I don't know, maybe they were trying to get away from, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but I totally know what you mean. It was like, besides just the writing of some storyline problems I had, it was hard to put my finger on the pulse of like, what exactly am I feeling right now? Yeah. yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker can do no wrong for me. And, mm -hmm. but she stayed really active as an actor, like watching her in divorce and, and all that stuff. But I hadn't seen, um, why are there actual names slipping away from me? Not Miranda and Charlotte, but those, the actors that play them, I hadn't seen them in anything since sex in the city. And so I just mm -hmm. felt it's like, Oh, they are different now. Mm. If you could, if you could write the first, like Kelsey Cook is head writer, what what would you have done, like first episode in, like if I I don't mean to put you on the spot of like think of something better, yeah. but like what would you, what would your desire have been like? This is maybe where you start things off story wise. Um, did you have anything you're like, this is what I would have done or this is what I would have wanted to happen? Yeah, that's such a funny question to ask to just like throw my shit talking right back in my face. Like, bitch, you do it. Like, <laughs> no, it's not that at all. And I'm like, I don't know, I wouldn't ever write it. Like, well, <laughs> I thought of it because... Hollywood, you fix it. <laughs> yeah. my, my friend Olivia, she started... Um, she started because the first two episodes came out the first day. So she started her HBO Max was on the second episode <laughs> by accident. She didn't notice. So she just started it at Big's funeral. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, what the fuck? And she <laughs> started late. But then she was like, oh, my gosh, I watched that full thing and realized. And then I went back to the first one. And then she said, once the series was done, she was like, that's what I would have done. Just start after he's dead. I didn't mm. need the first pilot. And she's mm. like, that would have fixed so many things. And I was like, whoa, that's fascinating. So yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Um, somebody had spoiled his and I watched like the night it came out and somebody had spoiled it on Instagram, his death that like earlier in the day, I was so pissed. That's such a major thing to have. spoiled. Yeah. But it's huge. Um, I think what I would change is not feasible because I would want Samantha there. I just, to me, mm. I totally understand why they would want to continue the show even despite her not being part of it, but it did mm. make it so different. And she was always one of my abs absolute favorite parts of the show. So I think that's what I would want to. Yeah. I don't think you're alone in that. I think so many people like miss Samantha and I'm surprised there's not like, an internet fanfic thing where someone has started writing like the current life of Samantha somewhere. Oh, oh, that's like, going on on the Reddit. The, and just like that, Reddit mm. has tons of that. Yeah. Just like what she's doing in London now or wherever she is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just like I, they, they have, I mean, it's like as big as like game of Thrones 
like fan fiction now. There's like whole on threads of people like weaving together, like fixing the the first season. And like, mm. I, I've like scrolled through some of them. I'm like, man, this is, this is like a lot of, it's we impressive. We have to explore some of that work. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah totally. Um, I want to do a thing. Let's go back to foosball for a second. Let's <laughs> okay. I want to, let's go through some sex in the city characters Ooh. and we can just say who you think like who could you beat Let, let's just go through some some sex in the city characters and we'll talk about what it would be like to play the, if you played them in foosball so start with a softball how would it be to play skipper oh poor skipper i would have his entire bank account okay <laughs> Kevin in the back. I also think like Skipper might have a good. I feel like he might have a good five man. Like, like he might be, have some good passing going going on. But I don't know how. His, again, I love it. I don't know how his yeah. defensive shots yeah. is gonna be are gonna be any good. Skipper's one of those guys where it might be might be good. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go, Miranda. Miranda Ooh. on the foosball table. There would be a lot of yelling, I think, from her. I feel like I would be getting a little verbally abused, but. Um, I feel like Miranda's a spinner. Yes. I feel like she just, she just, you know, yeah, she just, yeah, just freaking out, spinning Um, all the bars as fast as she can. No control. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like she could pull out, she would pull a few goals and just like, she'd be like a little drunk and she would just be like, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. And then she scores a few goals and she just goes crazy. She's like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) High fiving people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when she rode that bull in Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. She, like, That's out. exactly what I thought. Her face yeah. when she's riding that bull is burned to my brain forever. What a scary face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about, do you remember uh, Do you remember Ray King, the jazz musician that uh, has oh, ADD? How could we forget? God bless Ray King. Oh. How would he be in foosball? Pork pie? <laughs> yeah, pork pie. That's right. Um, pork pie i feel like ray king would have a decent shot he seems like you know as a, a jazz musician he's been around a fair share of uh of football tables oh no my phone's ringing sorry can, did that interrupt can you hear me okay <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally fine. Fine. um yeah i feel like being in jazz clubs and kind of in that area he probably has played a decent amount of football so i think he'd be okay <laughs> Uh, finally, unless anyone has anyone else, uh, finally, Che Diaz in foosball. <laughs> wow. I think she'd be good. That's a tough one. I think she'd, yeah. I think yeah. she'd be I good. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think Charlotte would be the worst given her tennis montage that we saw. And just like that, <laughs> I think, uh, I think her foosball montage would be pretty pathetic. That was rough. Yeah. That was tough to watch because it's, it's, it's that- wrist. So if you got a limp wrist, man not going to go great the um that was one of the weirdest because i know that uh they said that everything in sex and city is like real life you know like happened to them in real life and i don't i can't think of a deeper way to be i don't know if this diagnoses the whole show but it was like mansplaining seems like a perfect sticky note to have on the wall that it's like what's a great mansplaining storyline you can have and then the storyline was like her husband having like a valid critique of of their tennis game and she's like you're mansplaining and that was the whole extent of the storyline and i was like how how could you not think of like there's just so many 
examples of these women probably getting mansplained to all the time. And that's the one time it's not mansplaining. Yeah, that was hard to watch. That was a tough... I mean, I feel like I've said that 50 times this episode about uh, and just like Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, that scene, I was like, that's not what that is. Yeah, it was was like... I don't know. It was interesting. There was, um, there's a podcast of the writers talking, which, um, I would highly not recommend listening to because, <laughs> because they go in and they, and I don't know, I've never written for TV, but it's one thing to wonder, to wonder like where these decisions come from, but then to hear the writers talk about how they came to some of these decisions and be so far off. It's, it's, yeah, you don't like, if you have a bad, if you have a bad meal, you don't want to hear a podcast of the cook talking about how he made it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess is what the, I don't, I don't mean to dog on their podcast, but, uh, everything they care about to the ground. Let's. I know, (laughs) but yeah, they, they talked about, they're like, that was a thing. Mansplaining is a, is a current issue. And, and we wanted to address that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did not love and just like that, but if there's another season, I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is another season. There is another there is season another, that's right. coming that's right. soon. Yeah. 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 Che Diaz has a pilot in it. I think uh, it's supposed oh, to be yeah. the future. So yeah. Che Diaz, the Che Diaz show. I don't know right. what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's coming out in, in I think, in like a, a year. I think they said it's going to be 2023 sometime, something like that. What would you say would be a few of the, because now like media is so separated and all these things. Where would you, where do you feel like the main interesting conversations about sex and dating are happening in television now? Like, or, or do, do, is Sex in the City and the rom-com like kind of, or I, I, yeah, like where, what's been filling the void of that? Because I feel like there's more of that than, than ever, but everyone's in their own little side. Like, like, can I ask it a different way? Like what edgy TV show would a high school daughter watch with their mom there you go. and like have like there you awkward, go. awkward discussion about right now? Hmm. Is it out there? Does it exist? Is it? Is it? Are they, did I you guess watch Euphoria, TikTok videos? but I've never seen it. Yeah, uh, Euphoria would be my top pick for that question for sure. Um, I also think Succession in a different way. Like mm. there are romantic storylines happening throughout it that are just very like bleak or very raw, and I think that's a, another version of it. But Euphoria is definitely, definitely, I think. Sex and City. And a few years ago, it was girls. Uh huh. True. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched the pilot today because I had to scrub through to find something, and I was like, "Oh, it is, it is crazy that there was like a thesis statement that it's like so broad that now you'd have to be so. It was just like, are uh, like, why are there so many eligible single women, uh?" And no eligible single guys or what? I forget what it was. It was something along those lines. And I was like, man, that's like, uh, that's like getting to write. You just get to be so broad and have such a broad conversation about all these things. And now I I just, yeah, I I don't necessarily know 
if there's a need for that anymore or if there is a maybe there is a need but it's not it's more like micro micro i'm a, i'm an idiot i can't think of how to ask this question <laughs> that's okay yeah no i i agree with what you're saying and i think romance in reality tv is also so incredibly popular that people like just watching mm. that version of it too now and just seeing mm. there's all you know F Boy Island and 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Site. It's like we're just yeah. all looking for what's the craziest situation we can watch people try to fuck or fall in love in. And sometimes it's hard to write things that are more interesting than that now because people are. Yeah, that's to. so. That is so that's, interesting. I've never thought about that, but I think you are I so true. That's so accurate. Holy shit. Yeah, that's I think so. That's a because really reality great point. TV didn't exist when Sex and the City right. came out. Right, like you had to watch Carrie Bradshaw live that life. Didn't exist and wow, yeah, yeah exactly. And like there was no reality TV back then. Yeah, and now it's like too hot to handle. I mean, there there are endless amounts of shows, and they keep coming out with new ones because we all eat it up. Um, yeah, the Bachelor and Bachelor are in there. How many number of seasons? Yeah. It's insane, but it, it continues to be a a thing that people want to watch. So you, uh, I, the other thing that I was thinking is podcast too, like how much there's, you know, our podcast essentially is about that stuff just because we're talking about sex and city and then your podcast self helpless. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say? What's the best or is there any memorable guests or advice you've had on in like the sex relationship sort of um, like uh you know, because your pot, you can explain what your podcast is, but you basically get experts in self help and all these things. So you get a whole lot of good advice yeah. um, from experts. Yeah. So yeah. I can imagine that you get like so much, so many good resources. Like we dive deeper into the show Sex in the City, but you probably get to talk to therapists all the time, just as like your podcast guest. Yeah. It is such a wonderful bonus of doing the show is that we as hosts get to learn so much all the time because we have this fortune of asking questions to people that really know what they're talking about and they've spent their life putting in time into this field that they're in. Um, I had actually one of my, like two of my friends who are engaged on the show, they, um, they both, I, I can't remember if we talked about it on the show, but they met in a 12 step program. Um, and the way that they do that, they like operate in their relationship. She basically could become a relationship coach at this point. She has given me so many great pieces of advice, but just ways on how to communicate with your partner and like how it just, I think it's easy when you're in a relationship to do things like fight the wrong way. But when you're in school, nobody mm -hmm. teaches you the right way to have an argument with your partner. And so we all just like mm -hmm. take whatever we've learned from either our parents or school or the world and just enter into things. And somebody should absolutely be teaching all of us like, hey, here are some great tips on how to navigate when like things are tough in a, in a relationship or even just a tough conversation. So that episode I think was, it really has something for everybody in that episode. She, she and, um, and him were so helpful. 
Nice. What do you, what's the name of that episode? If you, or what's her name? If people. Can, yeah. Look so, that up. um, her name is Rachel. I think it would, I think it came out a couple months ago and it was tips for a successful relationship or something like that. Cool. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll post something about that too. That's amazing. Yeah. I do think that, I do think that like we were saying like reality TV is like what we follow, but also there's just so much content of podcasts, online content about all of this stuff that the way we consume entertainment about relationships is so different now. Even like, I think if you were having, if you were like, I'm having a problem communicating or I'm having a problem finding excitement in a relationship, you could Google that and, and go down the biggest rabbit hole and find like entertainment about it, but also podcasts like yours and just like anything, anything about that. So different than when sex in the city came out, but you know, in the late nineties. Yeah. I think a a lot of people looked to sex in the city, whether if they were watching it when it first came out or like me watching even years later, it was the first time that you were watching people in situations that you had been in. And you're like, Oh my God, it's so nice that other people can relate or, Oh, I thought I was the only one who went through that. And now we are inundated with so many resources to find, you know, information and, and stuff like that, like you said. But yeah, at the time, I think that's part of why it was so huge because it was the first time people felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think also there's way more of a feeling now that people have like when there used to be like these big monolithic type um, relationships that were like Ross and Rachel or... um I don't know. Isn't there one in Dallas that was like very pop? I forget. But there was like these big um, things. And now I feel like there's so many conversations about like how all types of different relationships and people are like, how do they make it work? And then because you see so many different types of relationships and there's a lot more information out there to be like, okay, what are the principles that make this work? Because I do see that it people are on a lot of different pages now with with how to live your life yeah, um, and career and sexuality and all that stuff that now I feel like whenever people see a healthy relationship, it, it could take so many different forms than, than, uh, than what it used to look like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this has been so I fun. Thanks for having fe- me back on. That feels like a great place to close. Kelsey, do you, I, I know we talked about your special, but, and, uh, but, Tell us a couple places where we can find you, some things we can uh, look out for, things coming up for you, uh, any stand updates, anything like that. Yeah, so I'm still on the Hustler tour through the end of the year. A ton more, you know, dates coming up. So you can go to kelseycook.com and get some tickets and see where I'm going to be performing. You can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy. It's the same for TikTok. And yeah, please go listen to my podcast, Self Helpless, with uh, Delaney Fisher. Great. I think I'm going to be in Fort Collins while you're in Fort Collins. No way. Yeah. I'm going to see, uh, I'm going out to uh, see War on Drugs at uh, the band at Red Rocks with my dad. And I'm going to be in Fort Collins then. Fuck yeah. Come Go on out. Foods. That's awesome. I'll come, I'll come by. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. It's a really fun club. It's, it's a really cool room. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll post your dates in there. Go follow, uh, yeah, Kelsey on all the places and go see her live. She's hilarious. Thanks. Go play her in foosball and lose. Yes, <laughs> go do that. 
Yeah. Cash. Wait, uh, in your special, are there going to be? Are there going to be like some? Is it all stand up, or is there some like? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I think. Oh. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. All I'm right. excited Kelsey. to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you Thanks so much, Kelsey. Me. Thank you so much for All coming right. on. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, Tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.